I just don't know if I'll ever be good enough. Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I'm a full-time mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and founder of Team Therapeutic Fitness. I'm here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. Y'all are blowing me up with this question. How do I become good enough? How do I finally feel good enough for myself, for my partner, for that job, for my hopes and dreams? And so we're going to dig into all things. Are you ready? Let's do this. There are kind of two ways this likely manifests in your life. Most people I know, most people on this earth struggle with feelings of inadequacy and like they're not good enough. And it shows up in two ways. And this is kind of a spectrum. So it can be in between these things too, but this is what I see most often with my clients and what I saw in myself before I found my worth. And so I want to walk you through this because there's a chance you are going to relate to at least one of these. The first option of behaviors that manifest when we don't feel good enough is self-sabotage. We become destructive and reckless because we've believed for so long that we aren't worthy of good things and that we're just going to fuck up anyways, so may as well just go ahead and do that now. This manifested in my life in my college years. I had a partying problem. (laughs) I did not feel worthy or comfortable in my own skin. I was coping with an undiagnosed anxiety disorder and I partied hard. I sabotaged friendships. I failed classes. I was a hot mess. And all because, you know, I got to the root of it eventually. I didn't think I was worthy of good things. So I just went off and fucked around in my life, right? It might look like promiscuity, overspending, all things that were manifesting in my life. I was up to my ears in debt. I didn't give a fuck about my body and who I shared it with. I was not taking care of any part of my mental health. I was walking around a shell of a person, but when I showed up at the party, I was the life of it. I was fun, outgoing, energetic. I was also blacked out, throwing up in the bathroom, sleeping all day, the next day eating McDonald's. I didn't see my worth. I didn't feel good enough for anyone, let alone myself. And so it manifested in a really self-destructive way. So that's kind of one end of the spectrum. On the other end of the spectrum, we have 
overachievers. Okay, I don't feel good enough, but if I can just work harder, if I can just get perfect grades, if I can just get this task at work done and have my boss tell me I did a good job, then I'll feel good enough. Okay, so that's the other end of the spectrum. This also manifested in my life through middle school and high school. I was a 4.0 student. I played three sports, year-round athlete. I never gave my parents any grief. I was easily talked to. People liked me. I was an overachieving people pleaser. And I thought that by doing that, I would get the praise and accolades that would finally make me feel good enough. So you might be someone who has been on one or the other, or you understand this entire spectrum and you can pinpoint different points in your life when you were doing one of those things. So on the one end, we've got self-destructive, reckless, because I'm not good enough anyway, so who gives a fuck? And on the other end, I'm going to be an overachieving people pleaser to show my worth so that if other people acknowledge that I am good enough, then I will finally feel that. And then anything in between. So first we need to bring awareness to this. Where are you at on that spectrum? Where have you been? And has it worked out for you? That's the hard question. Because it's likely not working out. You probably still don't feel good enough. Which is why you're listening to this episode. You want to feel good enough. You want to get to a point in your life where you feel confident and sure of yourself and you don't wait for your boss to tell you that you're doing great because you already know that you are. So the next question we need to address that I need you to think about and I ask all of my clients this question. What would it look like if you were good enough, if you did feel good enough? And everybody says, well, what do you mean? I said, when you get there, when you finally have that feeling, you can finally look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm good enough. What's different about your life? And this stumps people every time because they want to go in the direction of, well, people are telling me how great I am and I'm successful with my job and I'm doing all of these things. And then I have to rein it back in and say, let's review that list. You felt like if you had $10,000 in the bank, a nicer home, a, a good relationship with your partner, a nice car, you were successful at your job, then you would feel good enough, right? And they always say, yep, that's, that's what I'm saying. And I have to point out, those are all external factors. Those aren't all things that you can control. And they hate that answer. And I'm sure that you're cringing at that answer because it's frustrating. I can't control those things. Therefore, those cannot be factors for me feeling good enough. I speak with single women all the time. If I just had a partner, a companion, someone to do this life with, if someone chose me, if someone finally just wanted to be with me, then I would know I was good enough. And you're listening to it. You're hearing me say it. 
and you're starting to understand where I'm coming from and how ridiculous that sounds. But it doesn't change the fact that we feel that, that we find our worth in other people. If I can just have children, I want to have a child or another child, then I will find my worth in motherhood or fatherhood. If I can just, and you fill in the blank, having little regard for what does it feel like when you're good enough? How do you carry yourself? What's your posture like? How do you speak to other people? How do you speak to yourself? What does it look like from the inside out? What kind of energy are you projecting? But that makes people uncomfortable. Y'all don't want to look inside. Y'all don't want to get comfortable with yourself. Because to do so is admitting that it's your responsibility and nothing in the external world is going to change whether or not you feel good enough about yourself. So let me pose this point. If feeling good about yourself comes from a place of love, being acknowledged for your worth and your positive qualities and traits and who you are, where do you think that has to come from? It's not your family. It's not your friends. It's not your significant other. It's not your boss. It's not people on social media. You know the answer. That has to come from you. You have to be able to speak to yourself with kindness and compassion and understand your worth. I walk the ladies in my Anxiety Deactivated programs through an exercise where one day they have to write down all the shitty things that anyone has ever said to them or that they have said to themselves. And the next day, in the next prompt, they have to write down all of the compliments they've received and all the positive affirmations they've used on themselves. I bet you can guess which one they struggle with. That first day, all the negative shit, man, it's like a novel. They can remember all the terrible things that have been sent to them. The second day, I almost always get a message that morning from every single one of my clients saying, I I can't do this. I've cried six times already. What do you want me to do? I I don't know. I, I can't think of anything. I have one thing on the page. And I say, take a break. Walk away from it. Because it makes these women so uncomfortable to think about the positive things that have been said to them or that they have ever thought about themselves. Trust me, no matter who you are, you have had a positive thought about yourself. I like my hair today. I like the way these jeans fit. That was a nice thing I did for someone. I'm a good friend. Right? Those thoughts have crossed your mind. You have, at certain points in your life, felt good about yourself. But recalling it is the issue. Acknowledging it is the issue. And admitting that to yourself is where we struggle. Because you're on this path of destruction 
I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. And that's the tape that's playing over and over in your mind. So you need to think about, is this really something that you're willing to change? Because it's going to take effort. This doesn't just happen by accident. Otherwise, we'd all feel great about ourselves. It's intentional effort. And so when I put the women in my anxiety deactivated groups through that, when I ask them to do those two prompts, they always come back around. They cry and they make their way through it, but they always are able to recall positive things that they have said to themselves or other people. And that is such a powerful exercise because it forces you to build proof that you're not a terrible person and that you are actually, in fact, who you are right now, good enough. And it feels uncomfortable. It feels like speaking a foreign language. And most don't want to do it. But you have to. Now, this is where people get hung up. This isn't a one-time exercise. Just like everything we do in the healing process, takes practice and intention. So I'm going to pick out, you know, when I think about that boy in fifth grade who called me a whale on the playground, true, true story, because I'm almost 28 years old. And for some reason, that memory is so vivid in my mind and not so much anymore, but in the past, my brain liked to just throw it at me every once in a while, just to make sure I still remember it. Apparently, I don't know. But when a memory like that comes up, I remind myself how beautiful my body is, how grateful I am that it was able to endure the pain and hurt that it's been through so far in this life and bring me to where I am now. I build proof. I'm not, in fact, a whale. And that fifth grade boy probably had a crush on me, (laughs) right? Like he was probably trying to flirt with me how 10-year-olds do. And I long ago forgave him. But more importantly, I forgave myself for carrying the weight of that for so long without ever challenging it. We accept what other people say, do, think as fact. As fact. Without ever wondering if there is another possibility. So this is why I'm constantly reminding you to question and challenge everything. Is that a fact? Or is this just a feeling? I don't feel good enough. But that doesn't mean I'm not good enough. And that's the distinction that I want you to start practicing. This isn't easy. This is not an easy task. But you didn't... You didn't subscribe to this podcast. You didn't log in today to listen for easy. You came here to put in the work. And I'm so proud of you for that. It literally has me beaming on a daily basis. I log in and I see the thousands of listeners. And I just go, look at all the people taking action. Going, Hell no, I do not have to settle for this. I'm making changes. I'm doing this for me. That thought alone 
shows your worth. It shows that you are strong enough and capable and good enough to be who you want to be. And that's a game changer. I'm so grateful for you guys. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, it goes a long way. If you take a screenshot and share it over on Instagram, be sure to tag me at the anxious therapist so I can send you all the love. We can chat, check in. I love meeting you guys. You are a huge motivator for me. You keep me accountable for taking care of myself and paving the path. Thank you for who you are. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode.